0: This is one of those technologically rough days. Uh, during the week, Josh had this great idea that he would come repelling out of the ceiling just to do the offertory. Wouldn't that have been exciting? And I'm sitting there looking at that idea going, and I have to get up and follow that? You know, what would you expect me to do? Like jump off the stage? They always told us, you know, in, in preaching classes, if you want them to bleed, you have to hemorrhage. Not a good picture. Uh, and, it's, and it's worse. Uh, I turn my slides in and uh, they're not working. So you're going to have to bear with me the entire time. So I'll do my best. Uh, Providence. Is there a slide up there for Providence? There was a slide ready for Providence. Let's take a moment and describe Providence. My first brush with the word Providence was as a small child visiting my grandmother in Providence Hospital in Mobile, Alabama. As a small child getting to go into a hospital, there's smells and sights and moans and groans in people you love and care about, suffering. It did not leave me with a really good impression of the word providence. But I recognize that even death is part of life and ultimately part of providence. Here's a more succinct explanation. Providence is the sovereign divine superintendence of all things guiding them towards their divinely predetermined end in a way that is consistent with scripture. Providence encompasses every aspect of the created order from the beginning to the end, from heaven to earth, from animate to inanimate, individuals to nations, hours to ages, weeds to wheat, Birth to death from catastrophe to calm everything is within the loving presence and involvement of the heavenly father in his wisdom power righteousness and love he is hasting slowly to work out his own eternal purposes for his own glory and for our eternal good now there's supposed to be a slide that pops up with another definition from God questions you know a, a very well popular you know but it's a great place to go sometimes divine providence is a governance of God by which he with wisdom and love cares for and directs all the things in the universe the doctrine of divine providence asserts that God is in complete control of all things. He is sovereign over the universe as a whole, the physical world, the affairs of nations, human destiny, human successes and failures and the protection of Of his people. This doctrine stands in direct opposition to the idea that the universe is governed by chance or fate. Midland Free, going into 2023, we give praise and thanks because we recognize his providence in our lives. We recognize his providence in the past years and trust in it for 2023. This is what our Lord wants from us in 2023. You hear me? Our praise and thanks, recognizing his providence in our lives. Okay, we're going to do Psalm 100. And I was going to have you guys read that with me, but that's going to be a little rough now. So I'm going to read it to you. Look it up in your Bibles, on your phones. Five verses, seven commands. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who. Who made us. We are his. We are his people. And the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. 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 His steadfast love endures forever. His faithfulness to all generations. Five verses, seven commands. Here's an outline which you can't see. One, point one. We praise the Lord because of his providence in our lives. Why do we praise? Because he made us. So point one is we praise the Lord because of his providence. Point two, we give thanks to the Lord because of his providence in our lives. Why do we give thanks? Because his character is good, loving, and faithful. Okay, so let's look at point one. We praise the Lord because of his providence in our lives. And maybe it's good that the slides didn't pop up because you might not have liked this next one. Is it make a joyful noise or shout it out? We did both in those songs. I was just laughing and I was going, oh, what a great lead in. No matter which it is, express to the Lord your attention because of his providence. I remember when I was going through teacher training. I started college in pre-med, changed to plain ed, and I was going through teacher training. I was in a classroom, and you know there were instructors, and they were watching, and they went, Gib, you are so good. What the students do doesn't bother you at all. You're going to make a great teacher, and in fact, if you ever get married, you'll be a great parent. Eight years later, married six, in seminary, in the front yard, toddler, running towards the street. What did Gibb chose to do? I yelled. And I felt really bad about it. This is the first time I'd yelled at my kid. Oh, man, that's terrible. But the more I thought about it, That yell incorporated all that I am. I love you. I care about you. I don't want you to get hurt. It was all of me coming out. And that's what praise is. our whole being involved in praising the Lord. ESV says, make a joyful noise. Literally, a noise. Joyful. When I read this, I think, ah, that's pretty. It's nice. It kind of limits it to church singing, maybe singing in the car, singing at home. My struggle with joyful noise versus shout is the context in which we put it. And the song was great for that. Shout, roar, roar it out. Opportunities come up everywhere to give the Lord praise. It's not just here at church. The opportunities come up anywhere. I had a friend who, when something happened, when something good happened, he'd go, No, this is Texas Ease. Thank you, Jesus. When something bad happened, guess what he said? Thank you, Jesus. Right? He understood. James 1 teaches us to rejoice in our various trials, even when things don't go well. Did everything go perfect in 2022? Is everything going to go perfect in 2023? No. But we still praise the Lord for his providence in our lives because he is with us. Years ago, somebody asked me why I liked a singer. I thought to myself, hmm, I don't have any idea. And after a day or two, it became clear. It's their voice. It's the emotion in that voice. It's the passion they have. It's the effort they're putting into it. You see the folks standing up here? They're not just standing here like this. They're putting effort into the singing. Okay? Folks, we have to put effort, passion, passion, In emotion into praising the Lord, and we're constantly looking for opportunities to do that, to praise Him outside of church, in our normal life, in our private life, wherever. We're looking for opportunities to praise Him. The next verse talks about serving. Serve the Lord with gladness. That's a command. Serve Him. Be actively doing this. I focus my entire life on being with the Lord, to bring in honor and glory to Him, serving Him, serving whatever opportunities come up, washing the dishes, going to work, helping a neighbor. I don't know what it is. Those are simple illustrations. But we serve. Yet here's the context of serving. We come into his presence with singing. This is a command also. Come into his presence. This command calls us to a personal transforming intimacy with our Lord. It's literally picturing face-to-face. Face. More songs earlier. Repetitive thought in Psalms. But coming face-to-face face with the Lord, interacting with him, seeing what he has for us, asking him, talking to him. I think of the example of of Pippin in the Lord of the Rings. Boromir saved Pippin's life. If you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, sorry, um, go home and watch it. It'll only take nine or ten hours. Boromir saved Pippin's life and lost his. Now Pippin is paying the debt back to Boromir's father. And he is saying an oath of fealty and service to this father who's a despicable leader. He's agreeing to do his will, not mine, being willing to die for this despicable person. You've come into God's presence. Are you willing to do what he asks you to do? Am I joyfully yielded to him and what he wants? And I do it with gladness. So, why praise God for his providence? with shouting, serving, and singing. Know that the Lord made us. What's it mean? He made you. I see a pregnant woman down here. God's creating somebody else inside of her too. He allows us to participate in that creative process. Okay? Okay. Teenagers sitting down here in the front row. you ever hate the way you look and the way you are? I hated it, being a teenager. I just, it's just like, oh my gosh. 10th grade, I was 6'4 and 140 pounds. You know, taking a walk outside. Here's a string, hold on to me if I blow away. You know, it's, it's rough. It's rough, you know. it's the whole thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's rough. Great thing about it is you're going to grow and mature and become lovely people. Okay? And we have to get used to being who we are. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us. We are His. We are His people. Notice that that's repetitive. And we're the sheep of his pasture, which just gives us a picture that we're a group together with him. This is a command to know that God made us. Now, it's also a great time to run rapidly to the New Testament and see how Jesus is the very personification of God. In the Gospel of John, John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Who is the personification of our creator that we can know? It's Jesus Christ. He made everything. Everything that we can see. The amazing thing is he made a lot of things that we can't see. He made it all. John tells us it was Jesus If we know him, we know God. And we know our creator. It's huge. Jesus, who was born, we just celebrated it a week ago. He died for us. We celebrated that Christmas Eve. It's more than he just understands our human condition. He created us. He knows us intimately, cognitively, physically, every bit of us. And understand, I am not the product of millions of years of evolution, but was created by a loving, personal God Jesus the author and perfecter of my faith he wants to have a relationship with me he's knowable I can know him now at this point there's supposed to be a slide that pops up there and says how do I know Jesus and that's believe that Jesus died for my personal sins And was resurrected. This is the entry point into a relationship of knowing Him. And this is not easy believism. We're looking at this passage, we have to work on the relationship to keep it up with Him. I praise God because he's knowable and he made me. Better yet, I praise Jesus because he's knowable and he made me. Now this why we praise God closes out the first three verses. Part two. We give thanks to the Lord because of his providence in our lives. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever in his faithfulness to all generations. We enter into his presence with thanksgiving his gates, his courts. Do we have to be in church to give thanks? No. Jesus had this conversation in John 4 with a woman at the well. John 4, 23 says, The hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Where is not the issue? It's who. Who do we worship? Maybe it's who or what do we worship? Do we worship God? Or do we worship his creation? Do we worship other people? Do we worship our leaders? Money, addictions, distractions, many things. Come before him wherever you are and thank him for his providence in your life. It's a command to enter into this presence. Enter in. We enter in wherever we are. Once in his presence, be thankful for his providence. Bless his name. Bless his name. Always loved Andre Crouch's song. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That's actually singing scripture. Lord, help me stop the escaping behaviors and focus on you. Why do we enter? Why do we give thanks? Why do we bless his name? Remember the first time there was a reason? The reason was he made us. This time, why Do we enter, give thanks, bless his name, because he is good, he's loving, and he's faithful. Folks, let's face it. Some of us are sitting there going, "Ah, give. It's really hard to sit there and think that God's good all the time. Because bad things happen, and they do happen. You know, I don't have a really quick answer to that. But it's okay to struggle. It's part of growth. If you go back to James 1 that we were talking about earlier, we grow when we struggle. We are told to rejoice in various trials. Why? Because we develop steadfastness. We grow spiritually in faith and trust as we go through trials. But James also warns us about being double minded or being two faced. And what that is, is are you looking to God to provide, to seek, to find answers? Or are you looking another way? Going, Oh, is there anybody else out there? Anything else out there that's going to help in this situation? The James appeal is focus on him. And that's what this passage talks about. Focus on him. Come into his presence. Seek him. Because he is good. Part of the struggle here is spiritual warfare. In Genesis 3, Satan said, Did God actually say that? You ever have that little voice in your mind? Did that ever actually nah, did God really say that? Or did he mean something else? Because Satan continues, he goes. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. Knowing what? Good and evil. Ah, We're suddenly back to good. Good is a character trait of God. Jesus describes Satan as he's talking to the religious leaders. If you ever want a way to know how to insult people, Jesus does a great job of doing this with the religious leaders. Uh, just listen to this. John 8, 44. You are of your father the devil. That is not a way to make friends and influence people. Okay, Your will is is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. God is good is a character issue. Believe that God is good and loving. Back to Genesis. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants, yielding seeds according to their own kinds, trees bearing fruit with their seeds, each according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. A couple of verses later, it says, It was not good for Adam to be alone. God, in the person of our Lord Jesus, knows what is good for us. However, If you're thinking that 2023 is going to be wonderful, I can't guarantee that. Come back in a year, if you had a perfect year, okay? We'll put you up on stage. We'll let you give a testimony. We'll hand out tomatoes. Okay? Right. We're a Christian faith that is based on, on our Savior dying an agonizingly painful death for us, for our good. He loves us and He died for us. God's character is good. Don't be deceived by Satan, God is good. And he will bring about good in our lives. There may be trials, but what do the trials say? We grow through those trials. He is loving, and he never quits loving us. He is faithful to all generations. The only coup de grace would have been if we had sung that song, but but, but we're not going to do that. Okay, the psalm ends not abruptly but it's just hanging. It just hangs there because it's life and life goes on and it commands over into our lives if we move forward into 2023, seek his face, experience his providential goodness, love, and faithfulness. And we need to encourage those people that are sitting around us when they go through trials. Because life is hard. Today, praise God and give thanks for his providence and commit to trust him whatever he brings our way in 2023. Pray with me just real quick. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that we can trust you, lean on you, know you, draw near to you, and that you love us and you want to do good. It's in Christ's name. Thank you Pastor Gibb. So let's